you know, we want to welcome everybody here. Everything all at once? Everything all at once. It's honestly a sensation. Aliens listen to it. Carl, I'm real glad you're here. Tony, I'm real glad I'm here too. In the blue corner, <laughs> the forest corner, we have Carl Holmes weighing in at 207.3 pounds. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> wild. They actually call me Magic Hands down at the dojo. Match Kings? Magic Hands. Magic, Magic Hands. hands. Yep. I feel like that was your like massage name forever. No. No. No, no sir. Never Magic Hands? Nope. Just at the dojo? Yep. That's good. Yep. And Carl, for those of you who don't know, Carl Holmes is a amateur MMA fighter living here in Erie County, representing us here near and abroad <laughs> in all sorts of jujitsu and kickboxing events and blood sport, blood sport style tournaments, tournaments <laughs> which he has coming up next week. January 27th, 28th, 29th, down in Atlantic City Ooh. over New Jersey. That's a big deal, dude. Yes, Atlantic sir. City, I feel like, is where you go. That's like where you go to see Mike Tyson and shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's over at the Tropicana Hotel. Uh, it's like this prestigious five-star hotel. I've never been there. I've never heard anything about it. Um, I was actually supposed to be fighting in Buffalo that same weekend. I know. I remember you. that That was originally why you were coming on the yeah. show, and now you're in a blood sport style <laughs> kickboxing tournament. Yeah, uh, my trainer, uh, a couple of days later, um, unbeknownst to him, got a, got a letter in the mail saying, congratulations, you're being inducted in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. So uh, my, my teammate and I, who were supposed to fight over in Buffalo, we uh, didn't really feel as comfortable fighting without him there. So, yeah. you know, we talked to him about it. He told us to just pull out of the card and uh, hop on the next one that was there. And a couple of days after that, he was like, make sure you bring your fight gear because you guys are fighting in Atlantic City. And so ever since then, uh, Kane and I, we've just been hyped. Oh, That's yeah. pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. This tournament sounds ins- – I've never like heard of an actual tournament like this before. Neither have I, dude. This is my first time. This so, is, like, so tell, tell the people a little bit about what how this tournament works. Um, so pretty much what I was told was, um, you know, I'm going to be fighting until there's nobody left. Um I don't know how serious that is. It's like a Royal Rumble-style WWF match. (laughs) No, but didn't you say it was more of like a King of the Ring type Oh, a King of the... Like, if we're going WWE references, I guess King of the Ring, yeah. Or like WrestleMania. I guess guess it would be more kind of like a... Kind of like a WrestleMania, but with like a King of the Ring feeling. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Prestigious stage. You know, you got everybody all around you. Not to mention... My audience is going to be a bunch of famous martial artists as well. That's a big Ooh, deal. That yeah. is a big deal. A huge deal. There's going to be tons of people there. That's how you get onto like the big cards. Absolutely. That's how you turn pro, dude, if you win this tournament. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure different opportunities could uh, arise down the road So you, this. Yeah. So you, you explained that there's like rounds. So you'll go in, you'll fight one dude in like the first round of, how, of like 32 fighters. There will be 16 matches, right? Um, something like that, yeah. Uh, and then you progress to the next round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the next round. And then the, and then the championship bout. If there is one, yeah. I mean, what do you mean if there is have, one? If there is one, I don't. I don't know if there's going to be a championship bout or not. I mean, I, I feel like there I has know. to be, dude. Some unless everybody's just like, I'm fucking dead and I can't fight anymore. Like everybody just loses all their matches or is too physically debilitated and injured to continue fighting. Well, I think, uh, wouldn't you win by, like, a, a forfeit? Default? Then? Yeah, if your fighter can't fight, if your opponent is too destroyed and mangled from all the other fights that he's been in throughout the day. I guess that's an option, yeah. 
So it's like an all day thing too. Is it how like how long is this tournament expected to last? Is it like I nine no in the morning idea. till midnight or like? I have no idea. I'm going in. walking into this blind, um, told that you're fighting until there's no one left to fight, and I'm. Yes, sir. Okay. Do you think Let's you'll go. have to fight yourself at the end? <laughs> fight myself for, for think... will to keep on going? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Good, good. Definitely an internal struggle there for sure. Yeah. So you have no idea who you're fighting. How do you, like, because normally I feel like you got to prepare for these, right? Yeah. Um, you, like, study and research your, your opponents and stuff? Uh, more or less my trainer does, yeah. Um, he... Uh, gets told who who our opponent is and then he goes in and he does his research and he helps train us uh, to the best of his ability and how to prepare best for this upcoming opponent yeah and none of that this time you're just going in there nope Brady kicks some ass yep you could like I feel like he could train you for the first one but then you don't know who you're facing absolutely you probably don't even know who. it's probably like a random draw too I would imagine so you really it could be would have to study like all 32 people yeah just be ready for anybody or you just go in there with your game plan and you just murder yeah straight up i mean that's in a perfect world yeah just you go know, in you there. just walk in there and you win every single fight that you got you know have you but, have you have you had any fights before um yeah i've had uh three bouts um all over in new jersey as well um some smoker events and i lost the first two uh, my first opponent was uh, a literal six foot five giant, and um, he came in at about two fifty, and I was uh, two forty five. Okay. And uh, I got my ass kicked on that one. Um, made it all the way to the third round. You know, I was super super pumped, but like I took four head kicks, Oof. and uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't work out well for you. No, I was TKO'd with thirty seconds left in the third round. Oh, and, no. I mean. It is what it is. It was a great learning experience. I mean, he was an awesome fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us about, like, your very first fight. That was, that no, was like, your very first fight, like, five, six years old, scrapping on the playgrounds. What happened? Oh, um, How did you get into this whole fight scene? Right. <clears throat> All right. So, growing up in the 90s, uh, um, I'm one of three kids, right? I'm, I'm the middle child. Uh, mm-hmm. My younger brother is autistic. So, um, did you have to fight him? <laughs> no, uh, well, sometimes maybe. Grow, growing up, yeah, yeah, and I don't feel bad about it, but um, <laughs> good. No, just fighting kids on the playground, quite honestly, because mm-hmm. they like we'll they weren't on. they weren't taught about autism, so like they would just pick on him and everything. Right. So I would go over and I'd fuck these kids up. Yeah, right. I'm five years old sitting there scrapping with other kids on the playground, you know, doing, doing defending your brother's the, honor, yeah, and your fan, yeah. brother's keeper type thing. Absolutely, that's pretty sweet. And so, so you got some experience on the playground when you're five, and you're like, you know what, I can kick some ass. <laughs> yeah, I uh, got my ass kicked a lot. Um, That'll happen. Gave gave some back, absolutely. Uh, only thing my old man said was, don't lose and don't throw the first punch. So I made sure I never threw the first punch, and I tried my best not to lose. Right. But sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's just the way it goes absolutely. on the playground. That's how I yeah. know that you're... Well, besides knowing you personally, that's how I know you're a legit fighter. You, can, I've, I've always heard you can never trust somebody who's said they've never lost a fight. Uh, yeah, I kind of, uh... Except for me. I've never <laughs> lost a fight. How many have you had? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Tony, tell me. More tell than me, five. Tell me about your first fight, Tony. My first fight was yeah. probably with my neighbor, dude. 
Like, we were, I don't remember what we were fighting about, but I remember we were fighting, and I got him in a chokehold, and I, like, was choking the shit out of him and stuff in his driveway, and then I, like, let him go, and he was, like, crying and upset, and he went into his shed, and he grabbed a hammer, and he's like, you better get the fuck out of here! He had, like, a hammer and shit, and I was like, oh, damn. And then I left. I, like, took my skateboard and peaced out went home. That sounds like a draw. Absolutely. What are you talking about? I mean, definitely sounds like a draw. You dude. didn't finish. I mean, the there fight. was nobody raised their hand up at the end of it either. I mean, he tapped though, kind but, of. But, but did he? Did he? But no. Did he? I don't think at the age that we were at, we really knew to, how to tap or what. What to age tap were with. you when this happened? Like I don't know, man. Like seven or eight, maybe. Ah, uh, okay. So, 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 like a verbal tap. You know? Yeah, like he was fucking choking the fuck out, dude. I was choking him for like a long time. It felt like as an eight year old, I was like, okay, I probably should let him go. He he gets the idea now that I won this fight. Yeah. Clearly, there's nothing he can do about me choking him right now. So that that's it. You know. And then he went and got a, got a weapon. He had to get a weapon. That's how you know you're a badass, dude. That's how you know when someone else has to go and get a weapon, just come back and like finish you off. Right, he didn't yeah. even finish it off though either. He just told me I had to leave. <laughs> I thought that you what a shame. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. What a shame. Terrible? What do you mean that he didn't cave in my head with a hammer? I mean, this could be my show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that is terrible for you, Dave. I mean, Dave does make a very good point. You know, we could be sitting here right now having Dave's podcast going, but this is Tony and Dave's podcast going. Yeah, it would be a completely different trajectory of yeah. everybody's life involved. Instead yeah. of uh, like a Penn State flag and, and a beautiful forest, it would just be a big neon sign in my face, you know? Just saying Dave. Just saying Dave. Yeah. 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 That could have happened. Like that watercolor painting of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's one upstairs in the kitchen. Absolutely. That's right. Just blow that up and just put, it on, like a, put it on a little flag and have that in the background. We could have that. That, I mean, we might still be able to blow that up and just put it on the wall somewhere down here. It's a possibility. I'm just saying. I don't know. Dave needs to start carrying his weight around here. Okay. Hey, Absolutely. Hey, hey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you're getting in all these fights as a kid. When did you start, like, training? Um, well. Other than, like, your own. Did you watch, like, fight movies and shit? Oh, yeah. A lot. Is um, that how you learned your moves from Power Rangers and shit? That's how I learned mine. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Definitely. Huge yeah. inspiration right there. Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, I watched a lot of Chuck Norris uh, shows and, and movies up until I was about, I don't know, 10. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, I was just outside all the time. And um, it wasn't until I was about, like, 13 when, like, uh, I really started to, like, I uh, started paying attention to the UFC and whatnot, and then I got this crazy idea, like, you know, like, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool, like, if I was to do this somewhere, right? somewhere down the road, you know? Like, like I fight people? Yeah. I could, I could fight these guys. Yeah, and, like, just really pumping myself up in my head, and, like, I got this huge ego, uh, which you guys both know very well. Just big and tough. Um so like, were you a big kid back then? I bet you were. Oh, I was. I was. I was a fat kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. All right. So, um, yeah, like I weighed uh, three hundred and fifty pounds in high school. Up you until were, you were a hefty boy. Yeah, up until sick. my senior year. I probably would have fought you then. Yeah, at three fifty pounds, dude. I'd have sat on you. I. Yeah. You wouldn't have been able to catch me. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I did, I did for for how small I am. I did a surprising amount of bullying throughout high school and middle school. I believe it. No. I think if he would have got his hands on you, uh, though, you would have been, I would've a been lot game of over. Yeah. Yeah. Been game over. I've just been throwing body shots at you real quick. Oh, uh, bro, all that fat it just bounces off. I don't believe you. <laughs> 
Not when you're throwing fists like this, dude. No, you got big nasty fists like this coming at you. I've been in a few to know. I I think that, uh, you know, we have one person here that's going into a a badass blood sport tournament in Atlantic City. And And another 100 pound, five foot six, small human. Yeah. So I'm taking Carl, even 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 in high school. Oh, definitely even at 350 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. 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 Okay. Yeah. I I definitely would have taken me back then over you. Yeah, that'd probably be the smart move, dude. Obviously, I'd be yeah, safe dog. bet. Safe, safe bet. bet. You know, you take the 350 pound fucking mm-hmm. chonk versus the <laughs> yeah. 100 pound. And I mean, also back then, like hallways were like. A little bit bigger than normal, but mm-hmm. like when you're 350, dog, like you take up as much of that shit as you want. Right, they get you out know? of the way. Party that, the red right. seat. That's like a life goal. I'm gonna start getting. I've been training, <laughs> trying to bulk up, dude. Once I get to 350, yeah. people are gonna have to like go to the other side of the street and stuff when I'm walking down the sidewalk because I'm gonna just take up too much room. Hey man, let me know when that happens, and I will go all the way across the state. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll need all the room that I can get. 350 is a lot, a lot for your frame. 350 would be an obscene amount. Well, that's yeah. like three and a half times what you are right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like life goals. That would be <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Live your best life. Absolutely. So back to Carl, though. 13, 14. Uh, so, yeah. Like, when I was 13, 14, um, I was uh, starting to watch more of the UFC. Um, didn't really understand, like, the like the rules or anything. Like, I was more, like, just involved. Uh, excited about watching people either get like knocked out or like see who who the baddest guy was and like at that right. time it was uh like the chuck liddell tito tito ortiz oh, yeah, uh, was, yeah. beef that was going on and um the ice man <laughs> the ice man definitely a personal favorite growing up okay. um and then you know leo Machida, he came in and he was he was another he was another fan favorite um and then in 2016 Let's see, I was about 22, 22, yeah. Uh, I was drinking with my neighbor over in Granada. And, nice. Uh, uh-huh. he, uh, he asked me this one question. He was like, if you could, like, fulfill one dream before you die, what would it be? And, like, I really had to sit back and think about that for a minute. And I was like, I guess about my dream of being, like, a, a professional fighter or something, you know? And, like, I didn't really think much of it. Like, I thought we were just bullshitting back and forth. About a week later, this guy comes back to me, and he's like, hey, man, you remember that dream that you told me about, like, the other night when we were drinking? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, congratulations. I, got, I just got you into the first Bayfront brawl. And I was like, oh, shit, what? So, like, this, he's telling me all this, and I'm like, So, like, no formal me. training going into your first No, day. not at all. Not at all. Um, and I, I definitely uh, fucked it up all the way around. No, no real training. I mean, um, I was shitting. Did you train at that point when you like? Absolutely. <laughs> like the moment that he told me I was enrolled, I was like, "Shit! Now I gotta find a trainer. <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta run. Yeah, lift some weights. Absolutely. So now, uh, was that boxing? No, that was uh, cage fighting. Cage fighting. Cage okay. fighting. All right. Um, so I found the uh, Francis Spearman. I was working uh, down at the Bayfront Convention Center where the first Bayfront brawl was at, and um, you know, I he was telling me that he's done some training before and i was like oh sweet dude like would you be my trainer mm-hmm. and he was like well what sport are you training for and i'm like my buddy just got me enrolled in the fr- in the first bay ba- front brawl yeah and he was like yeah man we'll do that we'll do that and i'm like all right cool i mean that lasted like a couple months dude didn't even show up to my first fight nothing like it was his birthday <laughs> and um <laughs> he's out doing his own thing <laughs> he's out there doing his own thing and like I'm just, I'm just going in there in, in the zone. Yeah, you know, um, I had a, I had a boxing instructor with me um, that helped me a lot with my striking. 
for the life of me, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was the only guy that was in my corner. And like, I'm walking down there, like I've no, no knowledge of anything. Like no, just going for it. Yeah, dude, just really, uh, just really about to go give it my best effort and whatnot. And, uh, made it all the way to the second round and I had to tap due to uh standing guillotine. Oh yeah. Yep. Those choke colds. Dude. Oh yeah. Didn't know how to get out of it. I do now, but back <laughs> not then. Back, not back no. then. But you made it two rounds and that's Absolutely. pretty impressive. Yeah, just yeah. going in there from nothing but like barroom yep. and playground fighting. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um I mean there was a rush, there was a thrill. I was like, I want more of that. Yeah. So then in September, uh, I fought over in uh, Yankee Lake uh, mm-hmm. at the Yankee Lake Brawl Room. And uh, I had no business being there at all. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. Um, like the September after the first Bayfront Brawl? or yeah. just Okay. Yeah. So the first one happened in May. And then that September, I mm-hmm. competed again over in Ohio. And Ohio is just a savage state. They're like... They pretty much let anything go. You can ground and pound over there. Um, PA soccer has a lot. kicks? No, not soccer kicks. That'd be <laughs> that'd be pretty sick though. But I mean, that'd be uh, a soccer kick to the head, dude. Oh, that's that'd like, be detrimental. Yeah, that'd be bad that, news. Want it done? Yeah, that might, that might kill you. That, yeah, that, pretty there, much. There, there might be a potential for that. Yeah. So no no, no curb stomp. <laughs> so the earliest part of your career was like all just you going for it yeah. getting in these fight like these i don't know yeah. semi professional amateur fights with little amateur, no training yeah Am, uh two amateur cage fights no training under my belt at all felt like i was a badass walking in there lost both of them um did you feel like a badass after that oh uh, no dude i had a three month long concussion no uh, i got i got my ass pounded that night <laughs> dead ass did you hate yourself oh yeah <laughs> piece of shit. There was a there was a lot of uh, self pity involved with that. There was a lot of uh, questioning, like, why did I even do this in the first place? <laughs> yeah. you know, I can and imagine. Then, uh, uh, fast forward a couple years later, um, I was going to uh, one of Blair Phillips's fights over in uh, Ohio. Actually, it was a second fight, mm-hmm. and uh, he was on Sink Swimmer Fly a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool dude. Remind me about that. We'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Okay. Um, I caught him walking around, uh, walking around the uh, arena and whatnot. Um, this was like right before the event started, and uh, his trainer just so happened to be walking with him. And like I met up with him and I talked with him, and he was like, "Hey, man, I uh, I want to introduce you to my trainer and whatnot." So I met Dale, and um, and he's, Dale Southwick. Getting, he's and, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Master Dale Southwick's being inducted in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Yeah. So you met him. I met him, started talking with him. Um, instantly, like, kind of kind of felt like I got that Willy Wonka ticket, you, you know? Like, found that golden ticket, and it's like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> this could be for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, am I actually going to do this again, you know? Um, so... <laughs> so we were there for that event, and then we just uh, we kept talking even more. Like I was really liking what I was hearing, and dude definitely backed up everything he said. Mm. You know, yeah, tenfold, tenfold. In that following week, there I was down there at Southwick kickboxing and grappling, two fifteen Lincoln Ave down in Meadville, Pennsylvania, starting to train. You know, started that journey at two sixty seven, and now I'm sitting roughly at about two hundred and three pounds. Oh, I wasn't that far off. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> oh, nice. What what weight class is that considered? Is that like heavyweight? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, Blair said he was, like, doing squats in, like, a field and, like, moving wheelbarrows and shit before that dojo was even, like, yeah. built or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah, I saw pictures and videos of the, uh, of the old uh, area, and uh, there's only a concrete basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Blair and Kane got their training before uh, they got the dojo over on Lincoln Ave. Mm-hmm. So, the scene from where upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Some, like, uh, rocky... Rocky type. Yeah. That's what it sounded yeah. like when he talked about it. Yeah. He was like, dude, I was it was exactly what I wanted. It was like every movie fantasy of like a fighter come true. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone make a montage of you? No. You should get on that after you, you win this tournament. Okay. Yeah. If I if I remember, yeah. I'll make one for you. Yeah. Okay. I'll start coming to your I'll try to start coming to your fights and we'll we'll make a fucking highlight reel for you of you just smashing motherfuckers. Right on, dude. Hey, actually if you go on my Facebook page you can uh see um the last actual event that I was at over in New Jersey. Um uh, we also posted on uh the Southwick YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So if you guys aren't subscribed yet, check it out. Make sure you definitely go subscribe. Oh, we definitely will. We will. You guys have been pumping out some sweet content lately. Too. Yeah. Somebody's got, got some <laughs> new software on their computer or something and just having a real good time making you guys look like Dragon Ball Z characters and shit. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us like Dragon Ball Z down there, uh, especially Master Dale Southwick. So that's what's all about. Got to roll with it, man. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So what what does your training look like now? Uh very disciplined actually monday wednesday fridays um from i get there about six thirty. training doesn't start until uh 7 30 yeah 7 30 to 9 is when class actually goes um i get there a little early just that way like i can stretch and whatnot you know bullshit with everybody and get a, right. get a good feel for the night um and then tuesdays and thursdays uh, i try to be in the in the gym up here in erie so What's that? Five days out of the week. Yeah, you're fucking grinding. Yeah, drinking a shit ton of water, eating six times a day. And how how long has this process <clears throat> been for you now? Uh, going on two years. Two years yeah. South, with Southwick. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there's been a dra- dramatic change in you, I feel like, physically and mentally and like oh, all, yeah. all across the board since you got involved in this. Dog, I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm 29 years old. You yeah. know what I mean? From being 350 pounds all the way in my junior year of high school to now sitting at 203 pounds, just lean. Yeah. Jacked out of your mind? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And what what do you guys do for training? Do you just, like, rumble with each other? Is there... Um, He sets up a course schedule? So, he trains us um, with different striking techniques. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then, uh, from there, uh, we drill a few different techniques, um, do a lot of... uh, grappling training as well and then on friday nights is uh sparring night so we take everything that we learn during the week friday night comes we just spar with everybody that's cool yeah what's it like uh and we me and you kind of were talking about this last week but uh what's it like like fighting or like sparring with your friends you know like getting into that kind of like like violent um atmosphere with with people that you've become close with kind of cool actually you know because like iron sharpens iron you know mm-hmm. what i mean um so like we're all there because we want to get better um sort of shop the gloves on and and spar with with my teammates and everything being uh and also like close friends like it's it's kind of an honor 
Do you yeah, feel like it's a, it brings an extra closeness to you? Absolutely. I know more about them. They know more about me. Um, there's a lot of camaraderie involved in it. Um, Do you I think more say, people should start fighting with their homies with fists? <laughs> uh, I think they're all down for it, yeah. I mean, I feel like every time I've been hit in the face, um, it, it brings out this rage in me. You know? <laughs> like, regardless of who does it, and... Uh, so you, you're just able to just suppress those emotions. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Well, I mean, when, when we spar, we only use about uh, 20 to 30% power. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the, uh, 100% you're not speed. You're knocking anybody out. Right. Like, it's, it's not enough to really knock anybody out. Um, it's more or less like... Um, love taps. Yeah, love taps to the face. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> shown how much we care? Have you ever had a professional fight with one of your friends, though, like where you're not just going 20%? No. No? Nope. So is is there like a rival gym out there? Um, I don't know. Uh, you don't know. There's 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 not really any beef with any other gyms. I mean, do you see other gyms that have competitions that you go to or yeah. fights? Uh, yeah. Um, whenever uh, the Bizarros have like a Bayfront brawl, you know, we see uh, Sonic Jiu-Jitsu, we see Three Elements, we see. Um, guys from all over. But there's no turf war like the Karate Kid. No. No, everybody's friendly. And then when the bell happens, I'm not your friend anymore. And then when the bell ends, everybody's, again. everybody's back to just being friends. Yeah, everybody's you, cool about it. Do you feel like that's a, a a good skill that you've learned to be able to drop that like resentment no, and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, because I mean, like, the hell's the point in carrying that shit around? You know? Right. Especially when you can just meet up in the ring, right? Settle it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you yeah. know, I really wish Pennsylvania would adopt the. Uh, the combat law that Texas has. Um, Where you agree to mutual combat? Yes, mutual combat mm. in Pennsylvania. You know, two people just show up and say, I consent to mutual combat, you know, so no law enforcement or anything can get involved and you guys can just handle your business. And I'm sure after a certain point, law enforcement probably has to get involved, but um, <clears throat> but nobody, nobody probably gets, like, charged. Yeah, anything. like, there's there's no legal, um, there's no uh, legal repercussions that come from a mutual combat. I think the first episode me and Tony ever filmed, it was just me and him, you know, postulating over what we wanted. And we definitely talked about how the duel should be brought back. So this is interesting that we're coming kind of full circle. I was hoping that we would actually, when when Carl was coming on here, that we could talk about this idea of, of mutual combat and how, it would produce a, a happier, healthier society. Absolutely, it would. I mean, do you see how depressed people are out here? Do you see how angry people are on a daily basis? You're telling me that if there wasn't a controlled area that you could go to, and whoever you had beef with, no guns, no weapons, no nothing, the only weapon is you showing up, mm-hmm. you're telling me that you wouldn't show up to this uh, controlled area and just throw the gloves on and have go a couple of rounds with somebody that you don't like and then you'd feel a lot better about said person Maybe, once you're done. Unless you lost. Even if you lost, dude, like it you leave it all on the mat. Well hopefully. I feel like that's where hopefully. the I feel like that's where the training comes in and the discipline and the mindset yeah. comes in. Otherwise you got people that are just like getting their ass kicked and then being real resentful and real spiteful <laughs> about it and like doing oh. other shit oh, almost like do you remember that show on mtv years ago where like the ufc fighter would bully fight beat the down. bully, bully, beat, bully down. beat down but like when the bully would win the fight 
Yeah. You know, that's what I kind of imagine as, like as Tony's imperfect, like, you know, way of doing it. Like, yeah. Tony, Tony, Mr. Bully, he already brought that up. Right. So, like, he gets in the ring with, let's say, you, and you beat him. It's, like, a humbling experience. But he beats you, and he's just a fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, know? that just might happen, like, too. You know, yeah. standing over you, just, like, fucking, like, teabag you or something. Just Rematch, like, dog. Yeah. Rematch. Yeah, you gotta go out and get stronger, I guess. Yeah. Or I could just, like, be real resentful and crazy and burn your house down or do something real wild. I mean, that's good. A, that, that's a pet potential outcome. I would but, hope not, but... You would hope not. But it I mean, is an outcome. I mean, people do that anyways. People do do that anyways. You're right. Drugs are bad. Right. Drugs are bad. <laughs> people do do that anyways. And I think that it might improve how humans treat each other when it could just be... I guess those like people like the Karens of the world or the whatever, yeah. And the male Karens out there, I don't know, if they have a, a name or whatever. But Facebook calls them Chads. I feel like Ch- No, I feel like Chads are just like alpha douche, males, yeah, alpha, alpha, males. Alpha, alpha douchey males yeah. that drink energy drinks and punch drywall and shit. That's so like, like a Chad. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. like a Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. But like, I don't know about a bitchy dude that just causes trouble and then won't agree to mutual combat. That's probably what they do. I feel like. Maybe. Maybe we should be able to force mutual combat on them. I think it'd be good, like... I, I think a lot of people run their mouths like keyboard warriors, for instance, because there, there, there's no uh, consequence. Yeah. You know, if there's no perceived con- consequence. Perceived consequence. Like, you're not going to get punched in the mouth, you know, for, for talking shit. Yeah. And if you could get punched in the mouth for it, I think people would be a lot more decent to one another. You would think. Or they would just hulk out and start training in this wild <laughs> warpath adventure that they're going on to... To do that, but hopefully on that warpath and in that training and in that discipline, they might realize that whatever they're arguing about is not as important as they thought it was before they started training. Yeah. And I mean, really, like that's that's the bottom line of it, dude. Like, no matter no matter what you're mad at, you know, uh, kind of got to hold yourself to this like five rule, right? Is it going to matter in five years? No. Mm-hmm. Well, then why are you going to spend more than five minutes thinking about it? Why are you going to let more than five minutes of your life go towards this specific subject? You know? Right. Yeah. That, that that's a good. <clears throat> good rule to kind of base your life around i still feel like people would there there are people out there that would not be up Uh, to that though probably there's yeah but i also feel like those people don't have the discipline or the drive to really do a lot about it no or uh the wanting to you know yeah because that's what it really boils down to is the is the willingness to actually do that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of people, uh, you know, for the wrong reasons, have that willingness to go out and cause harm, um, and they don't play the tape all the way through. I think a lot of people yeah. have the willingness to make themselves fucking miserable too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, have you seen Facebook? Oh yeah, <laughs> they have. They, they have that willingness to to be super mad and super upset about certain things, but they don't have any sort of willingness to go out and actually do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, there's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of talkers in the world. Um, you're either one of two people. You're either a talker or you're a doer. Um, there's way more talkers than there are doers, but we need them all. You know, no, we need yeah. them all for this world to spin round and round. Something like that. Yeah. You need doers, and it's like not everybody's gonna be a uh, CEO or business owner, right? You know what's the old saying? Like the world needs ditch diggers. You know, which is nothing against ditch diggers. I'm not a I'm not a prejudiced individual here. <laughs> it's just a saying, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Tell all the people out there digging ditches, you are a valuable piece of our society, and I think that those people kind of aren't appreciated as much as they should be. Yo, you man. know what I mean? They're well, the real MVP. I Let's feel be like, real. yeah. 
there's been like a shift, like a shift lately or recently that I've noticed amongst people starting to value and appreciate and understand that those people that are doing those, uh, the ditch digging type jobs are still people and still have value and still deserve to be able to live comfortably right? just because they didn't go to college. And I feel like there's a big push away from college. Yeah, um, I'm seeing a lot more of, uh, of that shift for uh, trade schools as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, a traditional four years four year college just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to figure that out the hard way. You know, I enrolled at uh, Edinburgh University back in 2016. Right. Um, right around the same time I started cage fighting. And, um, you know, I wanted to go for uh, pre-college practice with a minor in business. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Right before the first round of finals, said, "Dude, I dropped out. Yeah. I just, I just realized that you know, call it a, f- a four-year college just wasn't right for me. Sat on my ass for about another year and a half, almost two years, and then you know, uh, stumbled ac- uh, across a trade school. Yeah, found the program that I really wanted to do, and next thing you know, boom, I became a massage therapist. That's right. Where you did not have the name Magic Hands. That's uh, where I did not. <laughs> where I did not. No, I had to work for that. Had to work for that. Name. Had to work for that. I, I was in a similar boat for a long time. Like I went to school, dropped out, went to school again, dropped out, and yeah. then the third time was the charm. You know, where I finally had like that determination and that willingness to actually do it. You know, and stay committed. Yeah. And I still question it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Personally, like every time I fix something here, I've said this before on the podcast, every time I fix something, like my car or anything around my house, I'm like, what the fuck did I go to school for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why yeah. did I waste four years of my life when I could have just been fixing shit and probably making more money than, than I do now? <laughs> but that's all part of life, and that's part of learning and, and getting these lessons. Yeah, learning and seeing these lessons unfold right in front of you. Right. It's very valuable. Do you, would you consider would you have considered yourself a disciplined person before you started fighting? No. Or before you started training? No. Not at all. I was <laughs> I used to be fat, dog. You were <laughs> no discipline. No discipline. No discipline. And how has that helped you in other areas of your life? Um well, it uh for one it really helped get my anger under control, you know, because mm. uh I used to react a lot uh emotionally to everything. Now, um you know, I can actually take that pause and I can I can look at it for what it is and and ask myself like, it, does this really need this part of me mm-hmm. um, to come out, or is there another avenue that I can that I can take to handle it? Um, <clears throat> it's gotten me to uh, learn to be more patient. You know, and that's one of the, those things I used to pray for all the time, right? Don't ever pray for patience because you get tested on the spot, right? <laughs> that's true. And there's nothing more uh, upsetting than. <laughs> being tested right after you ask for something right but, um and this has been like a process for you so this has been like a two-year training regimen and yeah. now you're at like a culmin well maybe not the culmination i'm sure there's further down the road but i feel like it, there's probably something very rewarding in being able to practice a skill at a high level that you've dedicated like a strong portion of your life to training over the past two years uh yeah um It would be uh, more or less just, you know, proving to myself that I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Actually uh, pushing my body to its limits and to its capabilities and exceeding them. Because, um, you know, the mind tells you when to stop. The body just keeps on going. Right. So if mm-hmm. I can ignore that and just let the body just keep on going, 
fuck, man, the 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 meter for potential was limitless. Well, that's a very uh, David David Goggins esque. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Stay hard out there. Yeah. Stay hard. David Goggins. Yeah, we we need to put a picture of him on the wall. Actually. We should. Yeah. Yeah. That determination. Like, and that right over there. That would be good, dude. Yeah. It's a nice spot. Be good. We we love his philosophies. Absolutely. You were just channeling him right there. Telling us to quite honestly, I just pulled that out of thin air. <laughs> he was in, he was in the room. I swear for it had a to have been. Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. It's almost just like the silver lining, and then David Goggins just came down in spirit. Spoke to you through you. He was just like, "You're gonna say this, and you're gonna tell them to get off their ass and fucking do it. Go out and do uh, it, sir. Yes, sir. Stay hard. <laughs> Stay hard. Stay hard. <laughs> Who's gonna carry the boats? <laughs> you ever see that video? No. Oh man, he's doing like a bench press. He's just like freaking out, like arms are shaking. He's like, "Who's gonna carry the boat?" It's oh, it's great, dude. Yeah. But that kind of determination is hard to get to, too. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that type of willingness or that type of determination or that type of drive to just keep going when your body says no. Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately for myself, like, I have somebody else, like, yelling at me uh, that, almost. But, like, in, mm-hmm. in that loving way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just telling myself, don't stop yet. I know you still got a lot left in you. This is just your mind wanting you to pretty much just be a pussy and stop. You right. know, but like you, you got to push past that. You got to push past your limits. You got to you got to keep on going. And you know, I hear this in the midst of it and I'm like, "You know what, dude? Like you're right, but like I want to stop." And then I'm like, "You know what, Coral? Just need to stop like arguing about it and just do it. Just do it. You know, just do it." Yeah. How many times have you wanted to quit? A lot. A lot. I'm not even going to lie. I have existential crises about this podcast probably like once a month, I think. Where <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to quit all this shit. Um, actually, I, I haven't had that feeling in, in a while. It happened a lot more in the in the very early beginning, right? Because like I wasn't seeing those results and I wasn't um, feeling that positive about myself, you know? And like every single time, like I would look at myself in the mirror, I would just like see all the imperfections and everything. And I'd be like, you know what, man? Like. Might as well just throw it in because, you know, you're not making any kind of progress. You know, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're not looking like this. You're not thinking like that, you know. And, like, that's really where um, I had to draw the line, dude, and just be like, enough's enough, you know, and just keeping with it. Um, And shortly after that, I started seeing results. And long behold, you know, that positivity uh, just started showing up and, you know, that's really all I needed. And I was like, you know what? I'm starting to love myself now. Right. You know? There's an old saying, don't leave before the miracle happens. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just hanging on until it's... And once you start getting the results or seeing progress and stuff like that, I feel like that's such a huge motivation in anything you're doing. Yeah. Like, like I said, I started at 267 pounds, you know. Um, I didn't really start uh, noticing any any changes until I hit about... 240. You had to have been making strength gains. Uh, yeah. Um, at that time, I was uh, training four times a week. Mon- it's still Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, but um, I would do uh, doubles on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. right? Because that's my day off of work. So I would hit the morning class and then I would show back up for the evening class as well. And that went from 6.30 to 9. Um, so from 9 to 11 in the morning, and then I'd be back there at 6.30 until 9 p.m., you know, just just getting them gains in. That's right. Making progress. Yeah. Sweating my ass off. How'd you push through the plateaus? Um, a lot of positive reinsurance from everybody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. And something like just also popped in my head, just just telling me not to quit yet. Mm. You know, um, there's that there's that saying. You know, you don't you don't stop when the job gets hard. You stop when it's done. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my job's not done yet, so I can't stop. Absolutely. I can't stop. Won't stop. Do you think that how how big of a of a role did this like sense of community have for you? Oh, huge, huge. It uh, it helped boost my um, uh, mentality a lot. It helped boost my uh, self image. You know, mm-hmm. the the way that I view myself, the way that I view other people, um, the way that I even interact with other people. You know, because like I used to be like a, a disrespectful little shit to a lot of other people. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah and I, right. I, I I have no issues calling myself out on the carpet about that. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know one day. Uh, I think it was my dad that told me this. He was like, you know, one day you're gonna spout off to the wrong person, and you know they're just gonna they're just gonna cold cock you right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, so, so what? Whatever. So what? Let them. <laughs> whatever. Right. Just I don't give a fuck. And then that actually happened, and I was like, damn, I didn't I didn't like that. <laughs> you know, like what led me to this point? And I was like, oh, because I said that, and I started acting this way. Mm-hmm. You know, I. <laughs> wonder if I would have just been a little bit nicer to said person, you know, if like all that could have been avoided. Um, and so it's definitely taught me to respect people a lot more um, and to treat people the way that I want to be treated. I think that's huge. And, uh, you know, it's also really important to reinforce and point out that even though, you know, you're going to be alone in that that ring when you're fighting and, yeah. uh, you know, you see the results in yourself in the mirror, like every person that we've had on, it's like even if they're the ones that are you know the proprietors for their business or the artist or whatever it always takes a community behind takes a village to, to, to raise to, one to build the person yeah right yeah definitely takes a village to raise one yeah yeah, yeah. it's all a team effort for absolutely. sure and then when i win everybody wins when another one of my teammates win we all win you know so like Master Dale Southwick being inducted in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame, we all win. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. No, not at all. It's that's a, a huge sign strength. Of strength. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. I think people get that muddled, though, like, you know, like waving the white flag yeah. or reaching out to someone is a failure. Yeah. But it, it's the beginning, it's usually the beginning of success. Absolutely. Seeking out help and advisors and mentorship. Yeah, and actually having, uh, that common that common knowledge to to understand that I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Otherwise, I will fail. This mm-hmm. will crash and burn. This will blow up in my face. Are there certain tournaments where you're uh, competing as like a, a team or a, as a dojo or whatever? Um, we show up there as one, but it's all individual based. Okay. So there isn't like a scoring bracket. Like so many people have to win, or so many no. people have to get, and then you get like an overall championship belt nope. do you get a belt uh if you, you win can, this yeah. tournament uh i don't know about this one but i i do know that there are belts out there that that you could win yeah that absolutely. would be fucking sweet yeah, i think that's the most badass thing i was such a huge wrestling fan as a kid i've always wanted to win a belt dude. yeah like a big golden giant belt yeah flying off the top rope <laughs> bashing people with it and you just yeah. like you know like the rock used to do like just like holding the belt while you're walking around I'd, I'd bring it everywhere I'd bring it like everywhere. Starbucks and everywhere. like you know you know there was this uh, there was this time um, roughly around I want to say like September of 2021 I want to say either 2021 or early 2022 Actually, you know what? It was early 2022 because there was still snow on the ground. Um, 
one of the guys that uh, used to train at um, our dojo uh, won the like 195 belt or whatever. Hell like, yeah! Yeah. Is it at this? Is it, did it stay at the dojo for a little bit, or did he keep it with him? Uh, he kept it at the dojo, and then um, he went off on his own journey, mm-hmm. and you know. Un- unfortunately had to relinquish the belt of course i mean you gotta but, take that as his belt. he absolutely but um you know just uh just like what you were saying dave you, you're walking around with the belt you know he was walking around with it he was letting <laughs> us all walk around with it hell yeah he walked into applebee's and like just screamed the champ is here dude and like everyone just looked at the door and connor just holds up this belt nice oh, dude so and it was cool sick. as shit that's so awesome and we were all beat too <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty serious. What kind of recovery does it take after a fight? Uh, Well, it really depends on, you know, the repercussions of the fight. You know, if you get your ass kicked. Uh, When I got my ass kicked after the first fight, it was um, was about a couple week bounce back. Mm -hmm. You know, I I took that that week off. But uh, other than that, like, I just started off light training again and got back on the horse and just kept going. Working your way back into it. Yeah. Ever so lightly, yeah. So how often, how often would you like book a fight out? Like, what what's the time range between um, fights usually? So for kickboxing, um, we're trying to get it out, get it on like a every couple months basis. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. having having fights lined up every couple months. But um, the last couple of times we tried to get something, uh, it just quite hasn't worked out in right. our favor. Which I mean, that's fine. You know, it's forces out of our control. But um, in a perfect world, like that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Every few months, yeah, no doubt. And what if you what if you went like what about leading up to the fight? Like, do you stop like your training so your muscles can like completely recover? Do you stay into it? Do you do light shit? What goes no, on? Then? You still go into it, you know. You still do it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, still, still do the work like you would normally do. Okay. So you train like just as hard right before the fight. Yeah, and then about and then about a week before, you know, you kind of just start taking it uh, a, little a little bit easier. A little bit easier that week. So you're kind of in chill mode right now. Let your body recover. Let everything. Um, after this week, it'll be it'll be more of a chill week. Yeah. Okay. So this is your last week of like full blown training. Yeah. And then you're going out there to get it. Well, this will this will come out like when you're in training when you're when you're training mo- when you're in like chill mode. Oh, all right. Cool. 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 Yeah. I can't wait to spec and uh, watch this. Check it out. Yeah, and, like, really critique myself. Yeah, I hate yourself afterwards, dude. I listen to every show after we're done, trying to see where I can improve or what we can do better. And uh, it gets... It produces... Uh, part of that existential dread that I feel about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about this whole thing sometimes. What the fuck am I doing? Uh-huh. That's always so hard. I'm such a harsh critic of myself. Me too. Yeah. At 30, 30 plus hours probably of uh, content we've put out and I still can't stand the sound of my voice when I listen. I'm like, you sound so fucking dumb. Dave, but I love your voice every See, time you yeah, speak. Yeah, Everybody cool. else does too. Yeah. But we're our own harshest critic. Well, I, I judge myself over. Yeah, we are, we are our own worst critics. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think is your like weak point right now, going into this fight? Um, probably stamina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can I can go uh, I can go quite a few rounds, but plus this tournament's not built for that too, because you're gonna have like multiple fights in the day. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm literally walking in there with no expectations. I don't know how this is going to go down. Uh, it's it's all just going with the flow of it. Right. You know. And hopefully your person isn't. What's your What's your strongest point? 
dedication. Dedication. <laughs> dedication. What? The willingness to, to get this done. Um, I have this, like, huge, huge fear in my mind that, like, if I don't do what's needed of me, like... I'm really gonna, gonna hate you. Like I'm gonna let my trainer down, and like he's especially going into the Hall of Fame, dude. You gotta exactly, represent. Exactly. Yeah, like what the fuck? Exactly. This like, fighter doesn't even make it. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be that person that's like, oh man, I'm super disappointed in you. Like you, you could have done this, and you could have done that. Mind you, like this is just all my own monologue in my head. Right. So the big fear is like they're like, and introducing you know, uh, the the trainee of the recently inducted Hall of Famer, you know, Carl Holmes, and you go out there and they just, like, kick you in the face on the first, like, yeah. strike and you just hit the ground. Yeah, dude, that huge fear. Yeah. Huge fear. Yeah. <laughs> that's fighting, though. I feel like that's part of, like... Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there are people that you might beat on certain days and so- lose to you on other days, you know? Yeah. Um, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. You yeah. Know? I love that and then, one. And then what you do to adapt to that. How do you stay focused on that plan? <sighs> Coming back to it every yeah. so often. Yeah. Mainly in between rounds. Just like, oh, okay. That's yeah. why you got those people in your corner. Yep. Do you? That's why Dale sits there in the corner. He, he tells us the game plan. He's like, all right, now go out and do it. Okay. Do you ever mm-hmm. use any external things to, to get you pumped up? Like you got a certain type of music or do you, you know, watch like, like Ollie or something talking shit before a fight to get amped? Mainly music. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge metalhead. Yes. Well, do you go out to, like, a song? Like, um, they do with you, OG? you to pick your song? I've, I've only ever done that once, quite honestly. What? Yeah. Oh, I think that'd be the coolest part. Yeah, right? You're up there, you're, like, dancing? Absolutely. I mean, Conor <laughs> yeah. McGregor has that weird-ass fucking walking <laughs> shit he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the last time I did that was the same night that Conor won the 195 belt down in Jersey. Um, and uh, I walked out to Slaughtered by Pantera. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else, and that was the only thing that popped in my mind, and I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, I'm just going to do it. Let's go. Yeah, you know? And, like, the moment that happened, like, the, the adrenaline just started going, and, like, the nerves started kicking in at the same time. And uh, I tried to walk down to the ring, dude, and there was just, like, a long line of people, like, uh, in that area where, where we walked down at. That's the whole—I feel like that's the whole thing. Everybody's probably yelling and shit. And I'm, like— just trying to get these people out of my way because like i'm trying to go to the ring yeah and like these people you got one goal <laughs> just one goal dude like i just want to get down to this ring just so that way you know we can i can i can get this fight over with and that was like a couple couple minute thing that so do you feel like they judge you by your song oh man that's another thing i gotta worry about now i don't know <laughs> like gotta make sure you pick the right song and they might like come out not. here and be like oh fuck dude he picked a shitty song and this dude's gonna suck <laughs> is there gambling gonna be going on in these fights can i place a bet on you i quite honestly don't know uh, i feel like I, in atlantic yeah. city i have to be able bro to. the tropicana yeah. is is like a hotel casino thing right. so i don't know i feel like i have to be able to down in Atlantic City. Like, I need $100 on my band call right now. I think we should take the Everything at Once studio slush fund and put it all on you to win this tournament. Oh, God. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> We're broke. I'm just, I'm just going to pretend you guys didn't say that and just keep going with the idea that we're the slush fund. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You, it's all going on you, man. You can't lose our money or we'll have to stop the podcast or something. I don't know. I'll lose my house, so you better win. Oh, man. It's a lot of pressure. The that, consequences. That is a lot of pressure. The consequences are more dire than you just getting your ass beat here because oh, right. yeah. my but, mine and Dave's livelihood is. Dude, here. I wouldn't be able to come back to Erie. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. put you that in your head. That's another fear for you to not <laughs> lose. 
you know, on top of disappointing your trainer who just got inducted in the Hall of Fame, now you made two really good friends of yours, like mortal Lose enemies. All of their money. Because <laughs> yeah. There goes the podcast. There goes Tony's house. There goes Dave's car. All the shit's gone, dude. Yeah, everything. Fuck. We put it all on Carl to win. And then Austin's got to like live outside too. Oh God, I would feel horrible. Yeah, poor guy. Bro, thank God you have a treehouse in your backyard. Though. I could live out there Courtesy for a little of, while. Uh, solid state construction. Solid state. Solid, solid state. people. Solid construction. I don't know what the <laughs> saying is, but yeah, thanks those guys. Big shout out to them. Big shout out. We're gonna do treehouse podcast at some point, I think. Dude, that would actually be pretty sick. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Doing doing a podcast from your treehouse on a nice sunny evening. It'd be dope, right? Yeah. Someday. We'll make it happen. Someday. Carl, what else what else are you are, are you worried about for this competition? Um, I'm really not trying to focus on it until I get there. Okay. I'm just trying to focus more on the things at hand, what I am capable of uh, doing. What about your gear? Is it ready? Do you have special gloves just for this fight? No, they're uh, they're going to provide gear for me. They're going to provide gloves for me. Is um, there like an entry fee? Yeah, $60 entry fee. Oh, that's not too bad. bad. Yeah, no. dude, fuck. No, not too bad. Anybody can sign up? I'd imagine, yeah. Shit, dude. I mean, if you want the flyer, like, I'll... No, it's okay. I don't think I don't think this is my sport. No, I don't know. You were talking a lot of shit about beating him up in high school. Yeah, when he's three hundred and fifty pounds, <laughs> a fat piece of shit. Yeah, but against somebody that's actually been—I don't know—maybe I could fight the Carl of two thousand whatever. Nah, man, that dude's dead. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's. But there might be another one out there. Fight him. Go find him. Yeah. Go find him and fight him. Yeah, if for that's, $1, that's $1, really $1. what you want to do. Mutual combat. $1,000. We'll, we'll go to Texas and sort this out. Yeah. I just go, down, go down to the Lone State, Walker, Texas, Ranger style. Right. Oh, yeah. I just want to manage. I have no interest in fighting. You just want to manage. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll manager. manage Tony. <laughs> See, there you in go. my illustrious fight career. See, so, so this is how it would go. If Tony loses, this is now on you. Yeah, that's your fault, Dave. Uh... Not yeah, fine. but yeah, but I wouldn't have my money bet on him. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a conflict of interest. So like, you wouldn't you wouldn't bet on your own guy? I don't think you'd be allowed. I don't to, think you're allowed to because we could throw the fight oh, unless yeah, it's like underground booking. You know what I mean? We could get into like an underground bite. I would scene. be I would be very sad if my fighter lost. But you know what? With it, this is sports related. When I first met Tony. Uh, I tried adamantly to tr- to make him into a jockey. <laughs> he did. So like this is That's like still my really. retirement plan. Yeah, this is if been... the podcast fails, I'm gonna have to become a horse jockey. Because he's the perfect weight and height to be a jockey. So this is a long-standing thing with me trying to manage his sporting career. <laughs> I don't know, man. Now that you say that, I could kind of see that. Are you ride horses? Yeah. I don't know. I've never ridden a horse before. You've never ridden a horse? No. Oh wow. These ones don't seem that bad though. <laughs> <laughs> The only, the I think there's a lot of uh, effort that goes into riding a horse. Oh, I, I see. That's not how I operate my life. I usually just get like completely unprepared, and um, I look at something like a podcast or anything else in my life, and I'm like, oh, that's probably not that fucking hard. Yeah. And then I go for it, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> way <laughs> over my head in this situation. But yeah, we're gonna make it way. work. I feel it. I already got the silk design and uh, the whip form and everything. And yeah. Yeah, he could be a, a fantastic fighter, horse, <laughs> horse jockey. I'm gonna make it all happen someday. All right, you heard it here. Fo- you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, look for me on a on the back of a fucking racehorse someday. It's true. On the on the back, yeah. On the, on the back. back of a like, yeah, dude. Fucking riding that shit. And look for Carl in a fight near you in the UFC someday. Someday. Is that someday like someday. the end game goal? 
Uh, end game goal is to go pro, yeah. Um, where I'm going to end up, though, I have, I have no idea. Um, I don't know if I want to just stick to kickboxing and become a professional kickboxer. Or, I hear uh, those guys are real crazy. Oh, yeah. Would you fight Andrew Tate right now? Right now? Uh, I don't know. Isn't he in know. prison? Yeah, he, that's where you'd have to fight him. <laughs> What's he in prison for? Or human trafficking. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Big surprise. We're not Andrew Tate fans around here. No. He's no. scum. No. He That's why scum. you should fight him, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Let him know what a real fire is all about. Huh? But then what if I lose to Andrew Tate? Oh, man. You would uh, you'd probably have to retire. <laughs> <laughs> we would you'd uh, be the people's champ, though, going into the fight, and then you'd be the people's disappointment. <laughs> We'd probably have to delete probably. this episode from <laughs> our, our catalog. <laughs> oh, God. So... End game goal is to turn pro, be yeah. a professional fighter, kickboxer, UFC, Bellator, whatever yeah. is is absolutely the thing. Yep. What about if you had to go to Thailand? I would do it. That's yeah. where the kickboxers hang out, right? Uh, I'd imagine they hang out anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, was like I'm not going to turn down Asia. I'm not going to turn down a trip to Thailand. Are you kidding me? To go on a uh, kickboxing cool. fight? Yeah. Right. Are you kidding me? That would be, pretty be sweet. like deal of a lifetime right there. You have to relocate to a, a big city like Vegas or New York or something like that. Oof. I don't know, man. I don't I don't think I could deal with big cities. No? No. Well, you could just go there. Once you're pro, you just go there for the fight and live yeah. out in the desert or wherever. I mean, farther, farthest I am away from people, the better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be the one drawback of being a pro at anything is you would, you know, especially if you got very good at it, like yeah. if it was UFC where it's so popular, like you would have to deal with like paparazzi. Everywhere, and, yeah. And things like that. People like just snooping into your life. Yeah. Yeah, that could that could definitely be a bother. That would be a bother. Yeah. If you... Just it, walking out of your house and... Yeah. That'd be annoying. If anybody's going to turn pro out of Southwick, who's it going to be? Or you think you guys all are? You all have that potential. First one to go pro is definitely going to be Blair Phillips. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've sat down and I listened to this dude's 10-year plan, and he t- he definitely knows what's up. Um, He's got a whole 10-year plan for oh, yeah. fighting? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. He's very serious. Blair is that guy. Absolutely. He's um, doing a crazy... He's on... He does, like, crazy marketing, too. Absolutely. I had to... Yeah. He's, like, all over the internet. All over. Mr. Dude, no, every, every, Mr. no Gimmick. Mr. No, Mr. no Gimmick. gimmick. Yeah. Huge shout-out to Mr. No Gimmick. That's Actually, right. he's he's how this... Uh, my uh, my fighting career started. Again. That's what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had no plans of talking to Dale, but I just saw Blair walking around... Walking like, around that venue, and he was like, "Hey, man, here he is." And I was like, "No shit, <laughs> no shit." So when did when do you turn pro? Um, I'm not quite sure, but I do know you have to uh, be be going on a win streak. Yeah. To go pro, yeah. Just start crushing motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, get good enough, start doing it. Uh, definitely remaining humble. Yeah. You know, yeah, can't have a big head going into this. When do you predict you going pro? Uh, I don't know. I give it about a couple more years. A couple more years? Within two, three years? Yeah. Within the next two, three years, somehow going pro. Somehow. Not somehow. Not somehow. It's happening. Yeah, yeah it's right? Happening. Absolutely. He's got to keep coming in these fights and winning winning tournaments. Yeah. Especially like blood sport style tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Atlantic City, dude. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the moment you win it up here is the moment that you win it out there. Yeah. That's right. Yes. You know, and I am my biggest enemy. No doubt. Like when I walk into that ring, I don't see you standing over there. 
I see me standing over there. It's me versus me every time. Oh, that would make it easy. I should be a fighter. I beat the shit out of myself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Is there anything that could stop you? Is there anything? Stop me how? From from turning pro or from continuing to fight or be in MMA? Uh, if I died. <laughs> That's it? Uh, yeah. You don't have any, like, uh, passions outside of fighting that even rival what you get out of uh, this sport? No. No? I mean, other than my job, but no. The job's not even close. I, I'd say they're about equal. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, helping I'm super people. passionate about helping people through massage therapy, and I'm also super passionate about uh, my my fitness journey through Southwick. Mm-hmm. So if you had, like, a, I mean, not to project into the future, but if you had an awesome opportunity, you know, money-making, whatever type opportunity in massage therapy, would that be something you, you would consider over becoming a pro fighter? I mean, I would probably sit down and think about it, yeah. but... What if you had to choose one or the other? Oh, dog, don't make me do that. <laughs> I mean, like massage therapy is a great part-time job. Don't get me wrong. So, if anything, I'll go I'll go fight and do massages on the side. Yeah. Yeah. You could do the massages for the other pros. That'd be a great side hustle. Yeah. 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 Hurry up, pick up a win, and then go massage them as well. Yeah. They're all relaxed. Sure. You're, you know, yeah. doing your thing. And yeah, you find their what? secret weakness, too. Yeah. Their, their, their weak spots, you know. Like, yeah. oh, your knee really bothers yeah. you, huh? I mean, it does help when it comes to uh, grappling. I'm just saying. Knowing the anatomy and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Can you, like, grab somebody in a grapple and be like, oh, this shoulder is fucked up. Or this arm is fucked up. <laughs> from feel alone. Magic hands. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a pretty good skill. Can, do you think other fighters can do that? Um, I don't know. I don't pay attention to other fighters. Yeah, it's yeah. all about you. I just pay attention to myself. Can't worry about what that. And my teammates. Yeah, what they're thinking about all Absolutely. that shit. Oh, what I wanted to talk to you about earlier. Um, I actually manifested, yeah, uh, being on your podcast. Oh yeah, back, back when you had uh, Blair. Blair on. Yeah, I was like, you know. So one day, one day it'd be pretty cool to like sit down, uh, sit down at uh, Tony's podcast, you know, because like in my mind, that's that's how I know, like I'm on the way to making it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And then like, oh my god, and then, we then have such a happened. high bar for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I hype you guys up a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like and share. Be a be a good fan. Be a good support. We love you guys out there. You gotta promise that when you become pro, you got you come back on the show and and talk to us. Again. First thing I'll do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. First thing I'll do. Absolutely. That'll be yeah. so cool. We gotta get. I want. You're our first like pro athlete. Well, not pro athlete, but like eerie athlete. Oh, dude, that's what's up. On the show. Making everything at once history. Everything at once history, Fuck dude. Yeah. Okay. First athlete out here. We want to see more athletes, and we want to see more of you. We want to like come to your fights and stuff like that. For real, I, I do yeah. want to make – if I could make a highlight reel, if you have fights around here, I would totally do that now that I'm I don't know, know if I'm ever going to be like having a kickboxing match locally, though. Like that's I mean, I would come that I'm, – I'm not coming – I probably would not come to like New Jersey, but it, Cleveland, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, fuck, fuck yeah. dude. Fuck yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah me fuck too. Yeah. I want to come check it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fuck we'll, yeah. We'll put together a highlight reel for you, and – I'll be your no. I don't. I don't want to be your anything. I'll just be like your video guy or whatever. <laughs> Videographer. Videographer. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll be your marketing person or your like, social media person, but I don't want any of those jobs. That's nah, the worst dude. part of this shit. You can become part of my management, uh, <laughs> my stable of athletes with Tony. Right. <laughs> just keep that in the back of your head. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. Carl, this has been super fun. Dude, it's been a blast being here. Quite honestly. Oh yeah. Good. Thank you for having me. Uh, 
just want to give a huge shout out to uh, Southwick kick, That's right. kickboxing. Are you guys way. accepting new people? Always, always accepting new people. Um, their website is www.southwickkickboxinggrappling.com. Um, the, there's contact information to get a hold of Master Dale Southwick through there as well. Um, come down, dude. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I always encourage everybody to take at least one martial arts class. I took one Brazilian jiu-jitsu class at Three Elements. Yeah, and how was it? It was fun. I had no fucking clue what I was doing, dude. Like, I feel like I was supposed to be, like, going for, like, grappling moves and shit. And yeah. I don't know any fucking, like, submission moves or grappling would, moves that I would do in jiu-jitsu. So I was kind of just, like, flopping around, not knowing <laughs> what I was doing and shit. And I got, like, a, my I, like, fucked my ribs up really bad for, like, okay. four months afterwards. Ooh. Yeah, so I never went back. I was, like, really ambitious. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then, like, the next week I'm around, my like ribs are like hurting and then they didn't stop hurting like forever they're such a fucking horrible injury i hate them yeah i've had a couple of rib injuries since uh, being in southwick actually my first day my uh i popped a rib out of place oh yeah uh, graveling too i don't know what the fuck happened to my ribs but they fucking hurt and it was miserable hmm. yeah I anyway give you, us a, give us a like give us a follow Absolutely. share all that shit is super important. Yes, Tell a friend that uh, you like our show and you want them to listen to it. Um, check out Southwick. They're taking new people. If you want to be a badass like fucking Carl Holmes or Blair Phillips or any of the other, Connor or any of the other badass. Kane Stryker, Dakota Maddox, Trista Southwick. All those badass motherfuckers out there. If you All the badasses. All the badasses. Take it from the playground. Bring it to the mat. <laughs> engage in mutual combat. Fuck yeah, dude. Be. Mutual combat. Be about it. Be about it. <clears throat> Peace out, everybody. We love you. Later. Nice.